0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Domesticated Dude podcast. I'm Logan, your host on this journey. Today, I'm joined again by my buddy, Reed. Reed and I have a good conversation about what it's like to cut things out of your life. Think about it as a controlled burn or a forest fire and all the new growth that takes place after they're done. It's the same in our lives where we can grow by cutting things out of it. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. I hope it brings you some value. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend, leave us a review on Apple, follow us on Spotify. You know the drill. Without further ado, here's my conversation with my friend Reed. Hope you enjoy. Good to see you again, man. What's going on?
1: Oh, just hanging out, enjoying uh, these long Trump days of the summer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By long days of the summer, you mean the sun's coming up a lot earlier up there?
1: Yeah, right. So uh, sun's up at around the butt crack of dawn. It doesn't, you know, fall till 1130 at night yet. Uh, unfortunately, the last couple days that we've been getting a lot of rain, which is actually really good for us. Uh, as you know, we had a bunch of forest fires last year and I actually drove down through Cooper's Landing this last week and uh, man, the whole area is burnt out. You Damn. can see flora and fauna that I've never seen before in that whole area. So it's actually a good thing we're getting all this rain, but yeah, it's pretty crazy days we're having right now.
0: We just got two inches of rain last night and about an inch and a half a couple nights before that. It's been pretty wet around here, but the sun came out yesterday. The sun came out a little bit today, so it's it's going to green up real nice. The only problem with that is we got a little bit of uh, water in our basement, so I'm coming to you live from the living room today.
1: So uh, how, how does one bail a basement out? I've never had to do that. Do you just grab a bucket at a time and walk up out of the house?
0: Oh, well, we are lucky enough to wear Right now, it's just like a little bit of dribble, if you will. Uh, like if you had a little bit of dribble on your pants, whatever, you know, uh-huh. that, uh, that's pretty much <laughs> what's on the floor right now. So we got a couple fans going on down there to, to dry it up. Uh, but we did a lot of work on the exterior of the house with some grading to help with uh-huh. the water kind of run its natural course instead of going straight down into the foundation. Now we have it kind of run out a little bit further. So a few of those things kind of help mitigate that a little bit. And we just kind of keep an eye on it and see how it goes.
1: Yeah. Well, the last thing you want in Nebraska is to get extra water in your house because it's going to get fucking hot. And then it's going to get really rude.
0: Yeah. We have a dehumidifier that's going down there pretty much 24-7. And like I said, we've got a couple fans on the little pools of water to, to get those shits dried up. So, We'll be okay. It's just a little bit of an inconvenience, but that's all right.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's sort of how it goes. I um, Last night I cooked up Ashley a, a halibut filet from a halibut I caught last week when we were down at Whittier, and I, I cooked myself up a steak. Uh, and actually, I've got a cool recipe for you for corn since you live in the, the corn husker part of the world. Uh, but suffice to say – uh, I ruined a twenty-four dollar steak yesterday, uh, and don't ask me how I did such a thing. I've been doing this thing where I've been barbecuing a lot, and um, I've been taking a long time to cook stuff. You know, I make a little pile of coals, and that way it le- really lets me watch everything at a at a at a uh, a rate that I can be on top of because I'm no ge- uh, you know genius cook or something like that. So. Last night I decided, well, I've got all this food. I better double up on the uh, coals. And goddamn it, if I didn't fuck this T-bone steak up. Uh, frankly, I think if I was more hungry, I would have just eaten the other side of the steak. But I ate the uh, the really tasty part of the steak. My whole point of this, by the way, was the minor inconvenience of it raining last night. I doubled up on my uh, coals and absolutely torched this the you know part of the steak and. And, you know, Frank, my dog, really likes it. So he, he's not having any issues with me torturing that steak. But I fucking torched this $24 steak, and I'm pissed. I can't believe oh, well. you paid
0: $24 for a steak that was not <laughs> at a restaurant. That that blew, I paid $27 two days ago for three New York strips to grill at home. Yeah, right. You're doing something wrong. Or maybe that's just Alaska tax. I don't
1: know. It could be Alaska. Well, so what it was was this big uh, – um, T-bone, and it was by a, a per pound price. It was like thirteen dollars a pound, and I was just expecting that it would be like a, a you know a, a thirteen dollar steak. Turned out it was a two pound steak, and so I I cooked you know half a pound of this fucking or a pound of this steak, a little bit less than I like. I really like a medium rare. It's got to be on the rare side of medium rare for me. I don't know about you. I think people who like medium well or well done are just fucking sadists or something. I mean what you gotta <laughs> have that pink that? in there.
0: You gotta have a yeah, little right. pink in there. You go, what are you doing to the
1: steak? If you just want fucking charcoal, eat a fucking burger. If if you want it well done, just eat a burger. Anyways, I fucking torched that thing. Oh well. At oh, least well. you tried.
0: There was an I, attempt.
1: I, I made an attempt. Her her habit came out really good, so I mean that was that was a plus, but uh yeah. I, I had my steak and enjoyed what I ate. Uh, but oh well,
0: that's all right. One one thing that you said that kind of stuck out to me is the forest fires taken out a lot of Alaska last year. Fuck yeah! And one thing that you can get a little bit of a silver lining from that is it's a it's a time to start over. It's a time uh-huh. to re for regrowth to repopulate that area. You said you've seen stuff in there that you've never seen before. I would make the argument that. Sometimes in our lives, we have to start those forest fires, right? We have to blow some stuff up in our lives to get to where we need to go. And I would agree. You and I have been talking about this a lot lately as we continue to grow older together and, and find out new things about each other and ourselves is that we have to cut out some of our bullshit sometimes. And it's just like yeah. that forest fire. Sometimes you just have to cut you out just some of the burn bullshit. it down. So uh, one of the things that we wanted to talk about today is some of those ways to trim the fat in your own lives. And one thing that we, we kept talking about is how your priorities change from 20 year old Reed and Logan to 30 year old Reed and Logan. What, what are some of the things that you've noticed in your life that you've for more or less uh, sake for a better word is kind of burned to the ground. What are some things that you've cut out of your, your life that you've found over the last few years?
1: Uh, well I would say the biggest thing that I've cut out of my life, um, over the last, let's say, decade, uh, you know, 20 to 30, is people. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people that were in my life and very important to my life at 20 or 25 that at 30 and closing in on 35, I just couldn't care less about. And it's not that I I care less about them as who they are, but what they bring to my table um, is not worth it for me to... Uh, be around anymore. You know, I got friends at 33 or or 30 or late 20s who still want to go out to the bar all the time. Look, bud, I've been to the bar. Uh, I know what's going to happen at the bar. There's going to be uh, ladies there. There's going to be dudes there. There's going to be booze there. I'm. It's not going to be that great. I, I've been to the bar before. I know what it's going to be like. Right now let's pretend for a second that we're not in some sort of global crisis where you don't want to be, uh, more than six feet, uh, to the next person. Could you imagine stepping into the pioneer bar and trying to be, (laughs) you know what I mean? You couldn't, you could not step into the Pioneer bar and not get coronavirus on spot. Like (laughs) you, that's just how it would work
0: for, for people who don't know what the pioneer bar is. It's a bar in downtown Anchorage and it's just ass to ass. You cannot walk through that place without bumping into somebody or trying to just plow through them. It's just impossible. And when the I whole- when you think about that place, I <laughs> get claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic right now. I just feel like I <laughs> gotta tuck in because you just can't you can't move in that place.
1: The whole bar is maybe like 40 feet long by 20 feet wide, if that. And like you are, your your neck to nuts with the next person. And, uh, you know, I don't need that shit. I don't need to be bumped by some fucking dude who just got done lifting weights and now he's all hot to beat the shit out of some fucking guy because I was in his way or I spilled his beer or I fucking said hi to his girlfriend or some bullshit that I got to explain. And frankly, I, at 30, am not in the mood for explaining anymore. So that really wouldn't (laughs) go well for me. But, yeah, just the fucking people, man. I mean, uh, you know, I got people in my life who are go-getters and I got people in my life who are, are are down to just let life happen to them. And I'm in a place with between my wife, my kid, and uh, you know my brother-in-law who I live with. Man, they don't they don't do any of that shit. We're we're they're a bunch of go-getting people. I don't have time to waste with people who just want to get fucked up all the time, or people who keep making bad decisions. You know, whether it's you know driving drunk or uh, cheating their taxes or some bullshit that I might somehow get caught up in. I don't need any of that. I don't need to go, you know, hunting with a friend who refuses to put his shotgun on safety. You know what I mean? And yeah. I've been, I've been hunting with people who who want to go duck hunting and they go, "You know what? I've got this aimed in a safe direction. I don't need to put it on safety." And I'm sitting there thinking the whole time like, "Hey, well that's great for for you and whatever. Ducks you may not shoot because you suck at shooting, but what if you fucking take my head off?" I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. You know? And, and while that's obvious, like in, in that scenario, I could easily just explain to him why I need to. But I don't need people who think it's OK to run around with, you know, loaded guns near me or mine and think that that's OK. It's not. I don't have time for for people who just want to get fucked up all day. And I realize that we're in a situation right now that getting fucked up all day is exactly the thing to be doing. I, sh- I want to be very clear. I'm drinking uh, half a bottle of wine as we speak, it looks like. So I'm I'm nobody to talk about getting fucked up, but if that's your entire aim and goal, man, you, you're just
0: not doing shit. It's it's all about what your priorities are and what your goals are and what you're trying to get out of this life. We were talking about this offline, you know, back in college, we had a we had a pretty big group of people that we would hang out with on a regular basis, and a lot of times it revolved around partying. Well now we're not we're not trying to do that anymore. In college we had two priorities, right? get drunk and eat and (laughs) maybe three priorities, maybe three priorities (laughs) that third priority didn't really happen a lot for me. That's a whole nother story. Anyway, uh, what I'm trying to say is as you grow older, you realize that your priorities are changing. And I know we talked about this a little bit last time, but if you're surrounding yourself with people who aren't aligned, whose priorities don't align with yours, there's not going to be a balance there. And you want, there's going to
1: be a rub, right? There's going to be a rub. There's has got to be this uncomfortable feeling somewhere where, like, this guy's holding me back or I'm holding him back. Yeah. You're going to get to a point where people – what you got – it's not for me, man. It's it's not that I don't appreciate who you are or even love you. There's people who I absolutely love who I don't talk to anymore. You know what I mean? They're just – it's not for lack of, of who they are. They haven't changed who they are. It's just my priorities have changed. Yep. I don't really need to be hanging out with people who, you know – Uh, five years ago were slinging drugs, you know, or, or, or doing less than savory shit. I don't know what's going to come of that. Maybe the FBI is still watching you. I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I don't need shit in my life to complicate it. You know what I mean? I need easy peasy lemon squeezy. I need, I need A to B. I don't need a detour.
0: I feel like as we're kind of talking about this, when I think back to when I was younger, when we were in school, I was hanging out with, you know, we had our group of friends, but then I also had another group who were a little bit older than me and have been around the block, so to speak. And I was able to to learn from them a little bit. And I, I felt like I've always been in that situation where I'm, I'm hanging out with people who have, have kind of been through it before. So they're able to impart a little bit of wisdom on me. I'm able to listen to that and kind of incorporate that into my own life. Like even now, a lot of the friends that I hang out with here in Seward are older than me. And so yeah. it's cool, you know, it's cool to listen to their stories and get their advice and just be able to talk about stuff with them. It just helps me kind of make sure that my stuff is is where I need it to be. Uh, you know,
1: two two relationships that I think have been really good for me uh, and and surprises on both ends, but my cousin Nathan and actually Andrew Kowalczyk. Remember when Andrew was getting married and we were all flipping him shit because Haha, you're fucking hanging it up at 20, whatever he was, eight. I think he was at the time, 29. Ah, uh, you're hanging it up. You don't know shit. And he was like, look, guys, you can talk all the shit you want. I got this figured out. You'll get it figured out in about eight or ten years. And sure enough, if we didn't get it figured out in about eight or ten years. But, you know, you're right. you 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 got to learn this from the older crew. Just look at your dad, you know, your dad or, or or my dad. Right. You know, Poncho, at the right time, can let loose and become the, the, the life of the party but you don't see that ninety percent of the time. Do you know why? Because Pancho has shit to do. You know whether it's whether it's mind the house, help help the wife, or or run his business. He's got shit to take care of. That's way more important than I'm not going to put words <laughs> into Pancho's mouth. I, I would never do that. But uh, you know, uh, my old man. He 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 doesn't. He you know is very uh, straightforward in his aim these days. You know, there's not a lot of detours. And, and a guy who's trying to get shit figured out needs to figure out what detours are not worth taking. How about that?
0: That's a great way to put it. I think you have to kind of put into scope. Is this relationship worth what could happen down the road if shit were to hit the fan and right? No, you're right. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we were, we were just talking
1: offline about my, my, my chew habit. That's, that's one of the, uh, you know, things I'm going to hopefully burn down here really soon is, is, is the chew? It doesn't do anything, dude. I've been doing this shit since I was nineteen. That's almost half of my life at this point. Almost half of my life, I've had fucking worm shit in my mouth, and it doesn't taste much better. I need to make that clear. It's I, like that's the thing about chewing that I just don't fucking get. I mean, outside of being like a a, a hockey player, like that's that's sort of like an, a, a known thing, in that or a hunter or fisher. Okay, I'm all that, so I better chew. Uh, you know, I play sports. I'm a truck driver, an equipment operator, okay? Chewing or smoking fits, but fuck, it doesn't do anything for me. It's just burning a hole in my lip. And more importantly, and this is where it gets really important, it's burning a hole in my pocketbook, and that's where I draw the line. You can burn holes in my fucking lip, okay? But if you burn holes in my wallet, there's only one person who burns holes in my wallet. That's my wife. (laughs) So
0: let me ask you this. You said it burns holes in your your wallet. Um, How much does a can of Chew cost right now?
1: Uh, I just bought a can of chew. Okay. So to be fair, I did buy like, okay, this is fucking dumb. I bought like nice chew and it was $9 and I don't even remember what it was, but the guy, I handed the guy a 20 and he gave me quarters back and I was like, now, wait a second. But I did buy a bunch of drinks. I want to be, you know, I had a uh, couple power aids and shit like that, but he handed me change back and I was like, what the fuck is this? And he was like, uh, shit's $9 a can. And I was like, oh. okay, well that's that.
0: How many how many cans uh, do you go through in a week?
1: Uh, actually, right now, well, okay, if it's just me chewing, maybe two, two and a half, three. Like I'm actually like, it's it's I I chew considerably less now than I ever have uh, when I was you know working or or just uh, you know when I fish or hunt or go hiking or you know I'm not doing stuff. I'll, I'll sometimes have more chews, but maybe half a can. But that's fucking thirty dollars a week on something yeah. that I don't get enjoyment from. It makes my breath stink. My wife doesn't like kissing me. For $10, I got to pay for her not to kiss me? It's bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems a little bit backwards. But hey, yeah, if no, you, tell- you're able to kind of notice, hey, this shit's not working for me. I need to make a change. Not trying to throw you under the bus here, but you've made that statement before. How, mm-hmm. how do you envision that being different this time around?
1: Well, so I, I uh, have a lot less stress at this exact moment in time than I generally do in most of my life, right? So uh, because of oil prices and coronavirus, I am a laid-off member of this community. Uh, Mind you, anybody listening who thinks I'm a freeloader, you can eat shit. I've paid plenty of taxes. Uh, I am not the person you're looking for for that fucking dispute. But right now, I'm eating Trump bucks, (laughs) <laughs> Whatever Trump fucks feeds me. So I'm not like, you know, super stressed out right now. Uh, if I can um, alleviate even more stress out of my life, you know, for example, I'm working out more going on hikes daily or, 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 or often going running with Ashley or, or doing a lot more with this free time I have, I think I'll be even less stressed. And that, you know, need from the chew should go away. I should be able to burn that motherfucking forest down. I hope to fucking burn that forest down. I tell you what.
0: I hope you do too, man. I know you've been trying to do that for a long time, and I'd really love to see you do it. And I'm pulling for well, a- yeah,
1: I appreciate that. You know, it's one of those things, just like with what we're talking about, is you get comfortable with a thing, whether it be a person, uh, a group of people, a thing, or whatever it may be, where you think you cannot live without, but that's what's fucking wrong, is you absolutely can. Whether it be, you know, okay, my kid's favorite food on earth is pizza. I mean, I can't even... That or bacon, I'm not really sure. It, it's somewhere between pizza and bacon. But if he could have like a pizza bacon sandwich every day or or, or a bacon uh, on pizza pizza, he would be ecstatic. But he doesn't need that, and I, I have to prove that to him. Well, similarly, um, it's just one of those things I think I don't need. I mean, I know I don't want it. That's what I know. I know I don't want to spend 10 dollars a can on something that I don't enjoy it does nothing for me other than makes me feel not anxious which is really what anybody with an addiction is is fighting I think I don't know I haven't had a great uh cocaine or heroin addiction so I, I can't speak to that my assumption is is they they got to get normal well I don't need to get normal on fucking shoot or at least I hope I don't uh but that's one of those things you got to burn down you know that's part of that circle what do you need in your circle well, you know what? I got this 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 little black lab sitting next to me, and he's he's a healthy pup. He's probably better for me than Chew, aren't you, Francis?
0: Just don't call him fat.
1: <laughs> Just don't call him fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! By the way, I uh, I played that bit for Ashley, and she did not think it was that great. She,
0: <laughs> I'm I'm so shocked by that. I can't yeah, uh, I can't well, imagine tur- why. Tur- <laughs> yeah,
1: tur- turns out it was bad enough the first time. But regaling it for uh, any number of <laughs> listeners that might be listening, that actually turned out to be worse than uh, just not letting her know that that was a thing. Oh, well.
0: Well, as a, I, as a fresh new podcast is trying to get off the ground, Reed, I appreciate your sacrifice. Hey, you know what? I'll
1: do anything for the people.
0: So we've talked about kind of burning things to the ground a little bit. And to by doing that, you are essentially improving your life. For anybody who's out there listening thinking maybe maybe I should start taking a hard look at this, where do you start? How do you start oh, that process?
1: Okay, well that's actually a really good question that I'm not entirely confident that I'm equipped to to answer, but let me let me go back to that Cooper's Landing trip and make some metaphor here. Okay, so as I was driving through all these old trees that have been standing for whoever knows how long were, were burned up to the ground, you know, from about four feet up to, to about, you know, right where they branch out, all these trees were scorched. Uh, you know, the earth was scorched. Uh, so you could see these big holes all the way up the mountains and the whole area. You could see things, uh, that you'd never seen before in that area cause all the undergrowth was burned up. You know, it didn't, it didn't, um, take it all at once you know it started with the undergrowth then it got onto the trees or the bushes and then it got onto the trees and then it went up the trees and then it burned the area out. You got to start small whether it's uh, you know your chew or cigarette habit or or maybe you know you really like donuts in the morning or you got a buddy who likes to get fucked up every Thursday Friday, Saturday, Sunday and doesn't stop till the next Tuesday whatever it may be, You got to like make small steps, right? You got to make, I I honestly believe this, that almost nobody should try to uh, make a big change immediately. It's unhealthy. You know, uh, for an example, when they, when alcoholics are told, you know, that their livers are shutting down or that their hearts are, are enlarged because they drink too much and shit like that. The doctors never say you got to stop drinking. They start saying, you got to start, bringing this back to a normal level, and then we can start talking about cutting this shit out. Because if you go all in to nothing on a lot of shit, it'll kill you. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, I don't know if it's true for, for really hard drugs or not, but I mean, I, I would assume that's also true. The shock to your system will fuck you up. And that's, so you gotta be strong enough to absorb that shock, for one, but also you gotta make a cut that makes sense. I mean, there's some things, you know, whether it's an overbearing parent or something, Really, that's coming from a place of love. You don't need to cut mom's love out because she's always trying to ride your shit. Now, if she's trying to ride your shit and make all your decisions for you, yeah, that's a good cut. But, you know, if you cut mom, well, where are you left from there, right? So you got to make smart cuts. you got to really sort of, like, look at yourself in the mirror and go, well, what the fuck am I doing? What do I want to do different? And then from there, make a smart decision and stick with it. Uh, And... One thing, especially when it comes to people, is is if people do change, you got to be willing to let them back. That is actually another important part to the burning the fucking thing down or or cutting and slashing. Because, you know, one of the examples of of people who I didn't need for a while is a buddy of mine who, for a while, he made his money. I'll put it to you this way. He didn't have many legal bucks in his bank account. (laughs) Okay, so he took off. Doesn't live in Alaska anymore. Figured his shit straight. Now owns three businesses and he's doing a hell of a job. He's he's back in the fold. You know what I mean? I don't have any fucking problem with who it is I'm talking about doing his thing. calling me whenever he needs or wants. And you know, to this day, I still give him really good advice over the phone. We don't hang out as much because he doesn't live here. But you know, uh, he's back in my fold. He's back in. I need this guy in my life. If for no other reason, competition, you know, one of the great things about men that uh, I don't think a lot gets, you know, we we always get accused of toxic masculinity and shit like that. But one thing I know as a man is there's nothing on earth that makes me want to compete harder or work harder than another man that I know well succeeding. Yeah, there's not there's nothing like it
0: why can't you do it? If, if your buddy can do it, you should be able to do it. Right. So it's, it's not, and I wouldn't say it's competition, but more of a, of a healthy influence. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a motivation factor. It is a motivation. It's, Hey, my buddy, my buddy's able to do this. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this because fucking a, I can do it if he can do it. Right. It's kind of like, I mean, I was just going to say, it's kind of like, um, how Sarah and I have been changed. We've changed our whole lifestyle of eating around food. Yeah. And, I I get people talking to me all the time. Like, Hey man, how, how are you able to do this? How, how did that work? And I feel like, you know, I would see those things all the time. Like, Oh, I saw this guy that I knew from high school. He lost 50 pounds and now he looks great. Now I'm that person. It's really fucking weird because people are, people come to me for that advice. And I'm like, I ate less processed foods and added sugar. And I walked a little bit more yeah you know I I don't have the magic bullet for that I don't have the magic bullet that's going to help you quit your chew
1: whether it's competition or influence or 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 whatever it may be you need that from somebody else I think whether it's whether it's Sarah driving you towards towards a better you or Ashley towards me or one of my friends who I see are doing big things you know uh, I mean, that's that's one of the cool things about one of one of your other guests uh, that you recently had on Spencer is is like he's doing fucking big things. And like whether or not I have anything I can do that's like that, it's inspirational knowing that I have a friend who's able to do big fucking things. You know, I've got I've got uh, friends who are real estate agents who are, are doing big things. My brother in law who, who who lives with us right now, Tyler, wants to come on the show? He's going for his master's right now. Now, that's not maybe the, the same sort of big thing that, uh, you know, Spencer's doing, but in its own way, it's even bigger. You know, for him, it's certainly being a ma- having a master's degree in teaching, it's going to open up a ton of doors for him, and he's going to be able to go do things that up until this point he's never been able to do. It's ins- it's inspirational, but you got to find your inspiration. And to yeah. that point, by the way, have you been watching the uh, Michael Jordan documentary?
0: Yeah, Sarah and I actually just started watching it this week.
1: Okay, first of all, you absolutely should watch the M.A. version. If you're oh, not already, oh, yeah. stop watching that. <laughs> okay. Oh, come if on. If you don't get a hear, if you don't get a call, if you don't get a hear Larry Bird called Michael Jordan a bitch, you're wrong. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <Just make> me... <laughs>
0: I love that stuff, man.
1: It's, oh, it's, it's fucking cool. incredible. Yeah. But, like, look. okay, first of all, could you imagine a more inspirational person... To everybody of our age group, no. of our age group, there's not one person on earth that I think is more inspirational to more people than Michael Jordan. But what was incredible about that motherfucker is he developed his own inspirations on the court, oh, and God. it would literally, literally just be something like, somebody said this guy was as good as me, so I had to fucking destroy him. Yep. And that's what a guy needs. Uh, whether it's whether it's I'm going to destroy a coworker, <laughs> or or uh, you know. Uh, somebody I'm working against or whatever, you got to cut the fat. And fucking Michael Jordan cut the fat. And believe you me, if you don't think he cut the fat, just watch that documentary where people are talking about, like, I didn't want to be around this motherfucker because he wasn't going to let me sit there and bullshit. Right? He cut the fucking fat and won six championships and is the greatest basketball player to ever play the fucking game. And I think, by the way, I already thought that, but I, I'm going to go ahead and say that that documentary cemented Kobe and LeBron James' place in his, history, and they just don't stand with the best. But that's my opinion. If you don't like it, fuck off.
0: Well, he set the bar. <laughs> he was the one who came in and set the bar. So I, in my opinion, Kobe, Kobe and LeBron would not be Kobe and LeBron without Michael Jordan. There's just no way. So you have to factor that into that conversation that's and true. that debate. Have you gotten to the Kobe episode yet? Yeah, we just got done watching it. It's sick. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you
1: know, that's that's all the same shit, right? Whether it's Michael Jordan, Reed Raider, Logan Tuttle, whoever you may be listening, you're going to have fat. You're going to have fat, and you got to fucking figure out, do I want it? Or do I need to make a change? And that'll be about everything, man. You know, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you a thing that I'll never do in my entire life. I will never buy a brand new vehicle. Not one time in Reed Raider's life. Unless I become absurdly rich somehow, like, okay, podcast listeners, listen here, share this shit around so maybe this dream could come true. But I mean, you know, if, if I don't become a billionaire, I'm never going to have, a fu- or a or, or hundred millionaire, I'm never going to have a brand new vehicle because I'm not going to take the hit driving it off the lot, right? I'm not going to fucking yeah. chew that shit.
0: Yeah. to no chance. You got to be smart about where your money's going too. And that's, oh, that's part it. of all this, the whole trimming the fat thing, taking a look and this is what Spencer and I talked about, taking a look at your finances and being yeah. intentional about where what your goals are and how you need to get there.
1: There's nothing wrong with Netflix. There's nothing wrong with Hulu. But do you need Netflix, Hulu, HBO Go, Amazon Prime? Do you hey need now, all of
0: them? Or- hey, now. Now you're hitting a soft spot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. for me, too. There's
0: a reason I said that. I
1: I uh, had the TV on earlier, and I looked at all the apps we pay for and I was like, oh, shit. That's quite a bit.
0: Somebody should combine them like a cable service.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you, if only somebody had thought about this.
0: (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you talked about your brother-in-law going for his master's. He has that drive within him that he wants to do better for himself because that master's, like you said, it's going to open up doors. It's going to help him earn more salary. It's an unfortunate thing,
1: but there really is do nothing people. And that's, that's not a shot at them for being do-nothing, but there's people who are happy to just sort of float under the radar and do just as much as they need to to get to wherever they're going to go. And, you know, if that's the way you want to be, I guess more power to you. But if you really want to make something out of your shit, you know, we've got a finite time here uh, on this Earth. You might as well try and get as much out of it as you can. Now, whether that be money, happiness... Whatever that may be, friendships, relationships, you gotta, you gotta get on it. And people who are just sitting around, happy to do nothing, they're not gonna help you get there. Yeah. Uh, and 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 really pray that you don't saddle yourself with somebody like that. I mean, what's absolutely true in my household is that I'm the closest example to what we're talking about not doing in this house. My kid is a fucking genius., uh, my wife is a nurse, and she drives herself daily to become better at it. Uh, you know, she she's talking about going back to school while she's already a nurse to become a higher level nurse. She wants to level up, I don't know a better word to explain that. I am the only person in this house who's happy to just be where I'm at, which is a heavy equipment operator. And truck driver, and of course you know this, uh, and now I guess now the listeners do too, I'm not happy with that shit. I want to get the fuck out of a truck. I want to get the fuck out of that equipment. I want to do something else. So even I'm going to school, but I assure you that in my household, I'm the one who least fits the mold of what the hell we've been talking about.
0: Yeah, but you're aware of it, and you are
1: intentionally
0: making moves towards not being an position,
1: Correct. I'm, I'm, I'm now again, a student, uh, actually here. Uh, I, Oh, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, doing some stuff to help my cousin here shortly, but here, here in the next couple weeks, I'm going to get in and do my uh, placement tests because let me tell you, I definitely am not at the same level of math that I left school at. Uh, my kid has proven this to me about a hundred different times when he, my sixth grader walks up to me with his math book and I'm like, oh. I got this shit and then he shows it to me and I'm like, I don't have this shit at all. You can go bug somebody else. It really hits you right there in the fucking the the nuts. Uh, but, you know, I got to do that. I'm I'm on my way back to school though. Yeah, I'm going for a safety degree.
0: Hey, that's good. At least you have a background in that a little bit.
1: Uh well, I don't know about my background in safety, but I've been around uh, that world long enough, but I've said I've definitely seen what not to do. And I think that probably counts. Whether it's with, whether it's from firsthand experience or, or secondhand experience, I've seen a lot of what not to do. So I think I could probably transfer that. Well,
0: isn't that 90% of safety is knowing what not to do.
1: Right. Definitely don't want to cut off a finger.
0: Probably not. So we've talked about keeping your circle small, making sure that you are going after what you want, whether that's in your work life. I mean, I feel like there are lots of people out there who are very content in their jobs. And that's cool. Like be content in your job. But if you, if you are content with your job and not doing anything else, like if you are in terms of a couch potato, you're not bringing value to anybody. You're not bringing value to yourself, your significant other, your family, whatever. But if you have hobbies and things outside of work that you can kind of help fulfill your life with and help fulfill others, that's something that's really cool too. Are you kind of getting into hobbies now that you have a little bit more free time? You know, spending time with your boy and and doing yeah. some of those things.
1: So, so actually, I am, and and I do want to clarify because the way you you uh, said that last little bit there makes me think that maybe I didn't say that in a, in a in a very positive outlook. I don't think that anybody just because you have a job that's just a job to you means that that's um that there's a problem with that you got to be moving forward with other things though, right? So to be clear, you know, you can work at, you know, a fast food joint or a gas station or, you know, uh, be aroused about, you know, whatever it is you do, if you find joy and appreciation in that, then great. But there's other places in your life, assuredly, that you're not making steps with. And that certainly needs to be addressed. And that's, you know, more or less what we're talking about here. As far as my job or other people's jobs, I can't say what's what's good enough for you or or for me even because I don't know. I have never had a job that I loved. The closest thing I have to a job that I loved was what I did this this winter. And, you know, uh, I worked for a company that I really enjoyed working for. Uh, but there was downsides with that, too. You know, I was working. There was a week and a half that uh, most of the entire oil field didn't move because of how cold it was. Guess who was still working? Me. So I was out at negative 50 degrees ambient before the wind chill. So we were talking about negative 70, negative 80 degrees. I'm assuming that most people who are going to listen to this. have never even been in negative weather, much less negative 80. Let me tell you, that shit fucking sucks. There's no good way around negative 80. If you're in it for a second, even you're like, oh, this fucking sucks. But as long as you've got something you're working towards somewhere else, if that's what makes you happy getting that shit done, then fucking do it. Work at negative eighty. Work in the fry shop. Work in the gas station. It doesn't matter.
0: Are you picking up any hobbies or spending time doing yeah, hobbies. doing hobbies with, you, yeah, with your with your sure. boy now?
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, one thing that we we did early this summer was we got a badminton net, and Lane absolutely loves badminton. Now he's he his won games when he's playing with his uncle because his uncle's a lot better than everybody else. I wish I hate to fucking admit. I really hate to fucking admit there's people who are better at things than me. But his uncle is better at badminton. And he will talk shit. Do you have any idea what getting talked shit by a 12-year-old feels like? I mean, the whole time I'm thinking, dude, if I fucking kick you in the chest, you're dead. Or <laughs> if I don't just feed you today, what the fuck are you going to do? But here he is talking shit about badminton anyways. Uh, we're also playing a, a board game. And this board game takes like an hour to set up three hours to play and then, like, another 30 minutes to set down. It's called a uh, Gloomhaven. It's a lot of fun. It's sort of just something that we picked up uh, on a whim and found out we really enjoyed. But, yeah, we're doing shit around the house. And here, uh, you know, when we get a little bit more in the summer here in Alaska, we're going to be doing a lot of hiking and camping and fishing this summer. I'm actually really excited. I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you. One of the nice uh, things afforded to me by – these Trump bucks and uh, my Trumpcation <laughs> is I can, you know, go take off on a Wednesday and go camping for four days and not worried about where money's coming from at, the, at this exact moment. I'm not worried about it.
0: And you're able so to spend cool. a lot more time with Lane.
1: Oh, absolutely. We, and we have been, we've spent a, a ton of time together
0: so far. We haven't really uh, left the house
1: much. We've been mostly working on, he's working on science experiments around the house and, uh, He's got a couple things, like uh, he's got this, um, I don't even know how well to explain this. It, he plays this game on his iPad where he builds ships from the ground up, and uh, he could then, it's like a flight simulator where you also design the uh, the airplanes and shit like that. He's really into that. That's kind of cool, uh, especially considering, I mean, you know, this is a long way off. Who knows if this will be the case? He he wants to be a rocket scientist. He wants to be uh, a NASA guy. So it's kind of right up his, his his alley. But yeah, lots of badminton, lots of board games, just fucking around right now. Once once we get some sun in Alaska again, we'll uh, be up in the mountains. But oh, the last hike we went on, we did uh, over there near Flat Top, and there was still like four feet of snow everywhere. So we had to break trail to get up on these things. And I'll be honest with you while there is a certain part of me that gets excited about breaking trail and shorts in the snow, uh, I'm a lot more comfortable <laughs> when it's dry and I don't have to slosh through fucking mud and snow.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, if you would have had that challenge 10 years ago, you would have been all about it. I think you're getting old. Yeah, uh,
1: I think, uh, uh, I might have been a, a lot more, uh, predisposed,
0: uh, predisposed.
1: Yeah. Treat, <laughs> treat predisposed. That's the fucking word. Okay, so that Malbec hit. So i uh, predisposed <laughs> to doing something like that. Uh, but yeah, certainly now, dude, comfortability is certainly my most uh, important of all uh, things I aim for. Am I comfortable? What a sad shit.
0: But only to oh, a well. certain point, right? You got to be uncomfortable. You have to do things that make you feel uncomfortable too, like quitting Chew. That's going to make you feel uncomfortable. It's going to make me feel uncomfortable
1: uh, going out, you know, fishing last weekend in a skiff that the uh, guy who was driving the boat told me, yeah, I want to get rid of this thing because it's got holes in it and we're (laughs) (laughs) going going boating like four hours away from uh, shore. Yeah, I mean, that was a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, I certainly do things that are uncomfortable. The negative 50, for example, but yeah.
0: But that's also where... You know, there's a saying that I brought up in another episode too is a lot of your a lot of one's growth comes out of being uncomfortable. Like you're not oh, gonna absolutely. you're not gonna grow if you're just comfortable yep. all the time. Yeah, you're right.
1: There's there's very little that'll make a person grow like discomfort. And, and you know, you can go as far into discomfort as you might want. No food, no water, whatever it is. <laughs> those those are uncomfortable. You're gonna grow. You're gonna have to if you're gonna survive.
0: Yeah, and that's what it's all about, right? That's what we've been talking about this whole episode is finding ways finding ways to grow through maybe cutting some stuff out.
1: Yeah, you're right. Have to.
0: Well, Reed, is there anything else that we've missed today during our during our talk? Is there is there any imparting wisdom that you can leave with our listeners?
1: Uh, the only thing that I could think of that needs being said that hasn't been said yet is, you know, one of the things that comes down to knowing who or what or when to cut is all like a gut feeling. You know, um, I certainly have cut people short before maybe their time with me and been wrong. I'm confident. You know, I can think of a couple friends of mine who really were uh, out for my best interest, but I didn't, I didn't see it at the time. And uh, I've had to reconcile that. And, and that might come down to just calling that person up and being like, hey, man, what's going on? You don't have to talk about the fact that, hey, man, I cut you for a while. You weren't part of the team. But, you know, uh, owing up to the fact that maybe you made a wrong call, but also trusting yourself. You know, you, you, you know what's best for you. Everybody's different. Nothing works for everybody. You know, your, your diet may not work for me, for example. Uh, somebody's workout plan might not work for me you got to find out what works for you and then implement. That is certainly part of the thing is self-implementation and self-figuring out what it is I don't need and do need and going from there. But other than that, no, I think we've got this thing whipped.
0: All right, man. Well, that sounds good. I'm sure we'll uh, have some more content for the next episode. Until then, have fun, be safe, and talk to you soon.
1: All right, be good. All right, man.